You're listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Life of Revival Radio. My name is Zachary Weber. I'm your host this morning. I'm also the pastor of the River Church right here in Coshocton, Ohio. It's so good to be with you this morning. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I believe that God has something very special for you. Hey, I want to invite you to come to the river this morning. Our service begins at 10 a.m. right here in Coshocton, Ohio. The River Church, our address is 212 South 7th Street, Coshocton, Ohio. We would love to see you at our Sunday morning service. We call our service the main event. It's a time where we come together in one accord, in one place, and we worship God. We praise Him for all the things that He's doing in our life. And of course, we fellowship with each other. I want to tell you, the River Church is full of some of the most on fire for God people that you're going to meet in Coshocton, Ohio. If you want to go to another level in God, don't miss this morning's service. It's going to be epic. You can find more information at therivercoshocton.com. You can also follow us on social media at facebook.com slash therivercoshocton. And you can go to our Instagram at rivercoshocton. And on our Facebook, you can actually catch some of the live streams of our services. You can go right through Facebook. You can watch our service live. You can also catch the replays. Also, if you're enjoying these broadcasts on Sunday morning, if you have Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, really wherever you can find podcasts, you can find the replay of this show by searching Life of Revival on any of those platforms and you're going to find our show. Well, it's going to be an awesome time this morning in this short, short time that we have together. This morning, I want to talk to you about tithing and giving. I'm going to share a clip of one of our Sunday morning services where I give some of my testimony of how the Lord has come through for me again and again and again in the area of provision and in the area of his blessing. You know, in Matthew 6, Jesus said, take no thought for your life that you're heavenly father is going to take care of you. Just seek first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You know, David said, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. Did you know in Corinthians, the Bible says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It says that the Bible says that he, speaking of Jesus, he who knew no sin became sin so that in him we would become the righteousness of God in Christ. Isn't that awesome? David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And of course, we know that our God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ. I want to read you a passage of scripture 
in the book of Malachi chapter 3, it says uh, in verse 8, it says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. Now, this is God really rebuking the people in this book in in Malachi, which I encourage you to read the whole book. And uh, it says again in verse eight, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed you? And then he replied, in your tithes and in your offerings. And then he said, you're cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. And he says in verse 10, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And he says in verse 11, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts, and all the nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. What a powerful scripture where God even says, if you tithe, if my people tithe, if this nation tithes, all the other nations of the earth will call you blessed. You know, I think the statistic right now is under 4% of the body of Christ in America tithes. You know that there were more people who tithed during the Great Depression than tithe today. In the book of Acts, nobody lacked because everybody in the church was a giver. They looked after each other. They took care of each other. Today, you see poverty that's rife in the church. But the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, that you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was very rich for your sake, he became poor, that through his poverty, you would become rich. I had one preacher say one time, well, that's just talking about spiritual riches, Sonny. It wasn't. The whole chapter was about an offering. The whole chapter was about giving money to the to the saints in Jerusalem. That's talking about material riches. Jesus became poor when he hung on the cross naked and poverty. You want to talk about poverty. Jesus left the glories of heaven with streets paved of, of gold to take on human flesh. The richest person on earth is poverty stricken compared to the glories of heaven. Jesus became poor that through his poverty, we would become enriched. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. Poverty was a curse in the Old Testament law. It was one of the curses. Galatians 3 says, and Christ has redeemed us from the curse of of the law being made a curse for us. We're redeemed from poverty. We're redeemed from lack. When you put the word to work, the word is going to work for you. God says, prove me now herewith. Test me in your giving in tithes and offerings and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessing that there's not room enough to receive it. The Lord wants to bless you. He wants to enrich you. He wants to provide for you. He wants to raise you up to be a sign and a wonder. He wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing. This is a message that Kashokton needs to hear. Poverty will not have our city in the mighty name of Jesus. 
poverty never helped anybody. You know that there's religious people that actually take a vow of poverty. Poverty was under the curse. Poverty is from the devil. When somebody is poverty stricken, they can't afford transportation. They can't afford their medicine that they need. They can't afford proper nutrition. They go and they eat junk and it, and it damages their body. People, God didn't design Adam to be poor. He put him in a garden. He was abundantly supplied with everything that he needed. That's God's plan for man, that they be taken care of, that they be provided for. When you go to heaven, he's not going to say, enter into the poverty of the Lord. He's going to say, enter into the joy of the Lord. And Jesus said, while you're on earth, ask whatever you will, and my Father will do it so that your joy will be made full. Someone says, it sounds like you're just a part of the bless me club. Friend, if there is a bless me club, I want to be the president of it because the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it. When there is wealth in the hands of a righteous man, righteous things get done. Wealth in the hand of a wicked man and wicked things get done. The wealth of the wicked, the Bible says, is laid up for the just. And I believe God's raising up people in Coshocton, Ohio, that are going to take God at his word and begin to believe him for wealth so that they can be used by God to advance his kingdom in our city. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord will raise you up if you believe him for it. You know, Moses prayed over uh, the, the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 1 and verse 11, and he said, may the Lord bless you and multiply you 1,000 times what you are today. You know, I pray that over my church all the time. Moses prayed it over his church. I'm going to pray it over my church. I pray over the people at the River Church. I say, I pray the Lord blesses you and increases you 1,000 times what you are today. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? It starts where you're at today. If you can't even give the Lord a tithe, and, and the Lord says in Malachi 3, bring your tithes and your offerings, not just the tithe, which is 10% of our income, but also an offering on top of the tithe. You know, he gives us bread to eat. He gives us seed to sow, you know. But if you can't even do that now with where you're at, who's going to trust you with the true riches? How can God increase you and multiply you and trust you with even more if even you're not being faithful with the little that he's given you right now. You know, we it starts where we're at. It starts with being faithful in the little, and then God makes you ruler over much. Now, where does the tithe go? The tithe, the Bible says, bring the tithe into the storehouse. The tithe goes into your local church. Don't send Life of Revival your tithe if you go to a local church. If you don't go to a local church, you should attend a local church. My goodness, there's 100 churches in Coshocton. Don't tell me there's not a good church in the city. You have 100 to pick from, buddy. I mean, you, come to the river this morning. Amen. Uh, if you can't get out of your house, then sure, you can mail your tithe in or whatever. However, it goes to your local church where you are getting fed spiritually. An offering is above and beyond the tithe. So that can go 
wherever. I mean, it, it, it doesn't go to the poor. That's your alms giving, which is different than an offering. An offering goes to the work of God. It can go to an evangelist. It can go again into your local church. You know, unfortunately, there's so much confusion around these topics because it's just not being preached. And I would exhort any pastor that's listening right now, stop getting intimidated by people who glare at you when you bring these things up. You need to preach the word of God. You're called to preach the word of God. And I exhort you in the name of Jesus to begin to do it boldly and without fear. And you will not be afraid of their faces. You will not be controlled by money. You will not be controlled by uh, big givers or big donors. You will only be controlled and stimulated by the Spirit of God and the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. But, But there's so much confusion because it's not being talked about and it's not being preached. Jesus talked about finances, money, wealth, material things more than heaven and hell. Amen. And, uh, you know, so let me just go through it real quick. There's different types of giving in the Bible. There's your tithe, which is 10% of your income. There's the offering, which is anything above and beyond that that goes into the work of God, as we've just mentioned. There's your almsgiving, which is charitable giving. That's what you give to the poor. The Bible says that those who give to the poor will never lack. That as you lend to the poor, the Lord's going to repay you. Amen. Um, There's your, your first fruits, which I'm not even going to get into that one this morning, but there are all these different types of giving. You know, before I understood these things, I would give my tithe to somebody that, you know, needed groceries and, uh, our tithe goes into the storehouse. You you know what I mean? I, that would have been my almsgiving where I give them finances, you know, to, to help them because I have the love of God in me. And if you have the love of God, you're going to give. And, uh, but you don't give your tithe. You don't split your tithe up. You know, I know some people, they split it in half. They give half their tithe one way, half the tithe the other way. The Bible says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. So you bring the full amount. Amen. You don't tithe when it's convenient. You know, God doesn't just help you when it's convenient, though it's always convenient for him. He's God. However, you know, you don't tithe when you can afford it. You can't afford not to tithe. Amen. So uh, come on. I just want to exhort you to begin to give to God. Imagine what could happen in our city if 100% of Christians begin to bring all the tithe into their storehouse. Imagine what the churches could accomplish, what we could do, the gospel that we could give out, the, 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 the projects that could happen, you know, the homeless problem that could be taken care of, the children that could go well fed. I mean, imagine the things that we could do as the body of Christ if we just put into practice the word of God. God has given us the instructions right here. Someone says, well, I can't trust my church with that kind of finances. Then what are you doing in that church, man? If you can't trust your church handling finances, it's time to pray about finding a different church. What's wrong with you? I will slap you. Amen. Which they're probably just fine. You're probably just being lied to by the devil. Amen. (laughs) Come on. It's time for God's people to get with the program. There's more than enough resources on the planet. There's more than enough for Kashokton, Ohio. There's more than enough for you. God's blessing 
is beyond anything, super abundantly above all that we dare ask or think. And I don't know about you, and I don't care who's going with me or not. I believe you're going to come with me, but I'm going to go after everything the word of God says that I can operate on, uh, operate in. If he says that I'll open up the windows of heaven, pour you out blessing that there is not room enough to receive. I don't know about you. I want to operate in that because I have a short time here on earth to do what God's called me to do. And I want to do it. And then I want to get the heaven out of here. Amen. And we don't have to, it's not about loving money. We do not love money. We love God. For God so loved the world, he gave. For we so love God, we give. Amen. You know, one time we did an outreach here in Coshocton. It was at the, uh, it was at the Rotary Pavilion at the fairgrounds. And uh, it was right up the road from the church at the time. So, you know, we, we had, we had uh, two truckloads of, of, items to give out to the community. I mean, we had clothes, books, household items, candy. I mean, we had all this stuff and, uh, around 200 people showed up to the outreach and, uh, you know, we had these two truckloads, but man, there were so many people. I thought, man, I don't, I don't know if we have enough stuff. So actually before we, we get to the rotary pavilion, I prayed and I said, now, Lord, I mean, we have two truckloads of stuff, but you know, Lord, we, we need a, a little bit more for the amount of people that I think is going to show up today. <clears throat> so I prayed, well, we get to the Rotary Pavilion and on the tables, there are boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff. And I walk up to it, not knowing what that stuff was. And I walk up to it and this lady comes up to me. She says, oh, I heard you were having an outreach today. Ma'am, we just had a yard sale. I brought all the stuff that didn't sell here. It's a lot of good stuff too. A lot of people didn't show up to the yard sale today. I brought it over here so that you could give it out to the people at your outreach. And I thought, wow, well, okay, praise God. I mean, we needed more stuff to give out and it was nice stuff. And uh, so then we set up our stuff. We're setting up the stuff she gave and it, I was praising the Lord because we needed that. And then, uh, and then there were people, they were having a, what do they call it? A flea market at the building at the fairground. Well, someone saw what we were doing. They started while I'm preaching, they ha had a little dolly thing and they were wheeling box after box after box of items over to the outreach to add on to what we were giving out. Man, we had so much stuff to give out. You talk about not having room enough to receive. We were begging the people who came to the outreach, about 200 people. We were begging them, take a box, take boxes of stuff. Oh, take as much as you can carry, man. We bless those people, man. Uh, a whole handful of people got saved and born again, and people called upon the name of the Lord. It was epic, man. And then when we came back to the church, we left with two truckloads. We came back with four truckloads of stuff after giving everything out to the people. You talk about the windows of heaven being opened up. Our garage couldn't fit all that stuff. We had to have another outreach, and we sure did. I mean, come on. This is the type of blessing that God has for the church. Amen. And I, again, I want to exhort pastors. This is what your church is called to operate in. Amen. So that we can do the work of God, so that we can preach the gospel. There is more than enough provision for your vision. Hallelujah. Anyway, um, I'm going to play this clip and then um, 
then we're going to end here. But this is this does it for my portion of, of kind of talking to you. But uh, once again, I want to invite you to come to the River Coshocton Church. Our service begins today, 10 a.m. You don't want to miss the River You can find additional information there. Uh, our address is 212 South 7th Street, Coshocton, Ohio. Just before I go to this clip of one of our Sunday morning services, I want to ask you a question. If you're listening this morning and if you fit into any one of these three categories, I would love to pray with you and for you. Number one, if you're listening this morning and if you've never given your life to Jesus, I want to pray with you. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you're whosoever. Today can be a new day. It can be a fresh start. You can know that when you breathe out your last breath, you're going to go to heaven and be with Jesus. Number two, if you're listening and maybe you're just not serving God the way you should, maybe you've backslid, maybe you've grown cold, maybe something happened that took that love for God that you once had, but you say this morning, before this day even continues, I want to give my life to God afresh. I'd love to pray with you and for you. And number three, if you're listening, and maybe the devil's always lying to you and telling you that you're not really saved, but you want to make sure that if you died today, you would go to heaven. If you fit into one of those three categories, one prayer fits all. I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you. If that's you listening right now, I want you to pray this quick prayer with me with your heart and your lips out loud. Just say this, say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me and set me free. Thank you that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead and you're coming back again for me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a hunger for the things of God and a boldness for you. Now just declare this. Say, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I've got good news for you. All your sins are forgiven you right now. Find yourself a good local church. Once again, visit us at the river, theriverkashocton.com. Enjoy this clip of one of our Sunday morning services. God bless you. We need to believe God for miracles in our finances. You see, your faith, if it's not active, you're not going to see, it's not going to produce anything because God has given every man a measure of faith. But if you're not putting your faith to work, if your faith isn't active, you ain't going to see nothing. Well, I have the faith. Yeah, but you're not using your faith. You're not using your faith to see miracles in this realm. So you ain't going to see miracles in this realm. Well, anyway, we're talking about tithing. We're talking about rebuking the devourer. I remember in Bible school, I walked out one day of the school and, uh, you know, the Lord said, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Now, I believe when I come through, when me and God make a deal, and that to me is a deal, I tithe, he's going to rebuke the devourer. I believe that if I come through on my end, the Lord's going to come through on his end, right? Amen. A lot of people don't believe that with God. They think he's just a harsh God up there. And well, if, if he feels like it, he'll move from heaven. No, <laughs> you know, the moment you pray, he actively moves on your behalf. He doesn't procrastinate. God's not up there. He's not like you. <laughs> He's not up there procrastinating. He's not up there twiddling his thumbs. You know, the moment you pray, you got your answer. He's that quick in answering your prayers. As soon as you pray, he's moved on your behalf. All heaven, especially when you use that name, the name of Jesus. 
So I remember walking out of Bible school and, uh, you know, just happy-go-lucky. I was a first-year student. So, I mean, uh, every day was just awesome. And, and I, I walked out and I seen my car and I seen I had a flat tire. Now, to fix a flat tire, it's only, what, 20 bucks, something like that. Just take it up the road, get it fixed. Or just put a can of fix flat in it. That would work just as well <laughs> half the time. So I walked out of Bible school, I seen I have a flat tire, and something rose up like a righteous indignation, rose up on the inside of me, and I got angry. Not at the Lord, but I got angry at the devil for attacking my vehicle. Amen. Listen, when you're a Bible school, 20 bucks is a lot of money. <laughs> That's a week of groceries. <laughs> So I, I looked at that, and I got angry, and immediately I thought of the scripture. He said he rebuked the devourer for my sake. I said, this isn't right. This is not scriptural. This isn't right. Lord, I've been tithing. I've been giving. I said, Lord, if I'm tithing and giving, you said you'd rebuke the devourer. I said, what is this? This is a devourer. So I went, and uh, <laughs> I, I, someone was standing nearby, and they said, oh, man, you got a flat tire. I said, yeah, I got a flat tire. And I was just mad. And he said, well, here. He gave me a handful of quarters. He says, go, get some air in it, and then go up the road here, and you can get your tire fixed at this so-and-so location. I said, all right, thank you. So I went and got some air in my tire. And while I'm driving home, I said, Lord, this is what I'm going to do. And I was angry I, over a flat tire. Now, most Christians wouldn't even be like this. They wouldn't even think nothing of it. They'd just go, well, I got the money anyway. I'll just go up and, and get it fixed. Well, no, that's God's money. Oh, I'm going to be a good steward to his money. So I was driving in my car. I said, Lord... I said, this is what I'm going to do. I said, I'm going to go home. I told the Lord this. I said, I'm going to go home. I'm going to uh, eat a sandwich. <laughs> I said, after I eat the sandwich, I'm going to sit. And I lived in, in the motorhome. I said, I'm going to sit in the driver's seat of the motorhome, and I'm going to pray until I get an answer. And I mean, I was ready to pray two, three hours until the Lord spoke to me. Now, see, that's the kind of, that's what I was prepared for. I'm going to pray two, three, four, five hours, and I'm expecting Jesus is going to appear to me or something. He's going to tell me what to do. I, I said, Lord, I don't care if you have to have an angel come outside and fix my, and give me a new tire. I said, but Lord, this is going to get fixed. I'm not going to pay a penny for it. Amen. That's okay to talk to the Lord like that. Because his word said he'd rebuke the devourer. Amen. He's going to come through for you. Amen. But you've got to involve him in your problems. You've got to involve him. And what's going on in your everyday lives. So I go home. I made a sandwich. And I was eating it fast because I was ready to pray. <laughs> so I ate it. It was not a satisfying sandwich at all because I was ready to pray. So I ate it. I sat down where I was uh, going to go pray. And I was prepared to do spiritual warfare. I was prepared to sit there two, three hours over a flat tire. <laughs> and I sit there. It wasn't five minutes. The Lord spoke to me. <laughs> Just like that. As soon as I began praying, the Lord spoke to me. And I seen a vision of Goodyear. And the Lord spoke to me. He says, go to Goodyear. You won't pay anything. So I, I go off to Goodyear. I get in my car and I start driving there. And it was just up the road. And, and I call mom. And I said, uh, Mom, I'm going to go to Goodyear and get this thing fixed. Now, Mom, uh, she says, don't go to Goodyear. She said, if you go to Goodyear, you're going to be paying overpriced to, to get your tire fixed when you could just go to a, you know, anywhere else to get it cheaper. Because, you know, Goodyear is a high-dollar place. I said, no. I said, Lord, I just really feel to go to Goodyear. So she said, okay, do whatever you want to do. So I pull in the Goodyear. I get it all fixed. And now I'm angry. Like, I'm sitting there. I have my school book. I'm waiting in Goodyear. They got my car and everything. Gave them the keys. I'm reading my book. I'm just, like, angry. I said, I'm just praying to the Lord. I said, Lord, come on. I said, you said you'd rebuke the devour, devour for my sake. Amen. So they call me up, and they said, well, your car's done. So I go up to pay for it, and now I get my wallet out. 
now I'm angry because I had to pay for this thing. And in my, in my spirit, I'm saying, Lord, I said, you said you pooped to the power. I said, what is this? So I get off my car and I go to swipe that thing. And then they stopped me. They said, no, 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 no. They said, you don't have to pay anything. They said, this one's on the house. I said, praise God. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> they give me my keys. I put my keys in the ignition. I go up the road. Didn't even pay a thing for, my, for, my, for fixing my thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, what would have happened if I wouldn't have did that? What would have happened if I would have just went off the road somewhere? Hallelujah. What would have happened if I wouldn't have involved God in my situation? Nothing. Now, that would have only worked for me if I had been a tither. Because I, have, because I am a tither. Amen. And the Lord says, test me in this. This is the one area. He, you can test the spirit on this. <laughs> you can test the father on this. He says, prove me now with this. If I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, there is not room enough for you to even receive. Now, what did Jesus say? The words of Jesus. He says, given it would be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over when men give into your bosom. They give, they, they give to where you won't even have room enough to receive it. We would love for you to join us at the River Church this morning at 10 a.m. For additional information about our church, you can go on our website at www.therivercoshocton.com.